You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being and truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. If Rashik fails to lead Alindi astray, then I have instructed the lad to kill Alindi. It is a distant hope. Alindi has survived assassins, wars, and catastrophes. And yet, I hope that in the frozen mountains of Terrace, he may finally be exposed. I hope for a miracle. Man, so, 56. We're, we're still getting these epigraphs that Satan's been studying up to this point near the end. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, I mean, the big twist was, like, in this sense, was that um, Rashik was instructed to kill him. And that, you know, that was the yeah. whole thing, is that he was, he was, there was some reason Alindi needed to die, and, or at least from Quan's perspective. And so Rashik wasn't this, like, selfish guy who just tried to take up you know, power for himself. No, I mean, he he was, but... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but he was, like, he yeah. had a reason. Like, he it was thought through and understood, and... You know, his whole thing was first to, you know, get him away. And then after that, it didn't work. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we still need that question answered. Why did Quan throw in with Rash instead of Alindi? That's the thing. So, 56, we get a very quick chapter here with Ellen's point of view. He's waking up at night and traveling and walking because they ended up selling, selling the horses in the last village because they rode them hard. And essentially, he's listening to what Vin had to say. You know, travel at night, uh, do not sleep, you know, uh, do not sleep during the day or sleep during the day, travel at night to stay safe and all those things. But he, he comes to terms that he's proud with his accomplishments. He's like, man, what I did was incredible for what I was given. And he's happy with what he's done. And he's like, when we make it back, things are going to be even better. And so apparently, you know, Spook scares Ellen and then goes, wait, I hear something. They go check it out. It ends up being a mistress, which I just think is hilarious because Ellen's like, I'm a m- m- mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like Ben. Spook, Spook's like, yeah, they're useless. <laughs> you can just leave them alone. But the big thing here is that while Ellen's waiting for Spook to scout ahead, he starts piecing it together. He goes, the mist truly is the deepness because, and he pieces together it almost immediately. Everyone else is kind of like, well, what could the mist possibly do? How is it the deepest? Is it killing people? Immediately, Ellen's like, oh, gosh. This is going to cause crops to fail. Like this is going to cause like empire-wide famines. This can truly be something that like is unstoppable, essentially. But uh, Ellen ends up seeing the mist spirit while he's waiting, and it starts pointing north, like away from Lufidel, right? And Ellen's like, "This doesn't feel aggressive, you know. It feels peaceful." And then Ellen goes, "Wait." Is the mist spirit soothing me? And then Spook arrives and the, the mist spirit like disappears. disappears. Well, Spook had went out went out to go see because there were a bunch of campfires ahead. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go see what this is, you know, before we run into them. And it turns out that it it's terrorist people. It's the refugees. Now, these aren't keepers. These are just some of, ter- some of the terrorist people. But... He, the, the, they were refugees, and and Ellen's like, "What's going on?" And the, this older man is explaining to him. He goes, "Well, the keepers after the fall of the final empire had revealed themselves, and they all returned to Terrace, to to try to be the leaders of the Terrace people." And while this was happening, 
the Steel Inquisitors and an army of Kolos attacked Ceres. And all the Keepers are gone. All the Ferrochemists were taken and killed and just taken away. Terrace has fallen. And that's kind of insane because we, we asked this question consistently. Where the heck have all the Steel Inquisitors been? Mm-hmm. Where's Marsh been? Why are they attacking Terrace? It makes no sense. Well, the Terracemen want King Venture to help them, and Ellen's playing it down. He's not King Venture right now. Uh, but he explains that, you know, Lufidel's been attacked by Coloss, and there's a really good chance that, uh, that you know, it might have fallen too. And they go, well, one of our keepers is there, and we're trying to look for her for guidance. And he mentions Tendwell, and they go, yeah. And uh, he, Ellen's like, oh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. And basically he gives Spook some wonderful words of encouragement, and that's the end of 56. But, yeah, so for something super short, wow, are the implications huge. So, 50 just, ca- just casually, Terrace has fallen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ter- I mean, hey, Terrace has fallen, and uh, they killed, like, all the Keepers, which the Keepers are a Ferrochemist, so, yeah. We just saw what a Ferrochemist could do! But dozens of still Inquisitors, how many Ferrochemists? Mm. Not even, yeah, yeah, dozens, like you said. Literally, I think there was like twenty something left in the final, at no, the, no, no, the no, final no. empire, right? Yeah. So, so remember, there were there was like uh, I think eighteen or twenty total uh, at when before the final events of Final Empire. Mm. Then Marsh killed seven. Okay, so and there's like, so, so there's like, like there's like a dozen or so. If you don't include Marsh, there's like a right. dozen. Yeah. Okay. So. 57. So General Sets and Penrod are all discussing what they need to do, and they're calling Ellen the Emperor now. They're like, we need to wait for the Emperor to come back, make decisions. And Sazed is just kind of sitting here like, uh, you know, just watching them. And they're discussing, well, we need to secure the dominances we have control. We need to secure the central dominance. We need to go north and secure the northern dominance. And Sets like, no, we need to go take back my kingdom, you know? And this and that and says it's like man the group would fall apart in a heartbeat if it wasn't for the fear of vin and so says keeps trying to keep the fear of vin in them to try to keep them together and yeah we're seeing sad boy hours with says it it's just even while this is all happening he's just thinking of tendwell then he like shoves it like shushes it away and starts to feel bad because he's like i should like be caring more because I'm the one keeping Vin alive because Vin's sleeping. She's been for like since the since it's been like a week since she's gotten back and she's still asleep. Um, it's it was pretty bad, and he's like, "Well, I should feel bad because I'm the only one keeping her and Ellen's kingdom together at this point, and basically keeping her alive." And so, essentially, they talk for a little longer, and Penrod finally become comes out as the word of uh, you know, uh, the word of intelligence here. You know, he sits down and he just goes, "Listen." You know, I don't like any of y'all, but now that we're, we are forced to work together, but this is a good thing because we have the venture couple and I will follow them if it means that I get to stay in leadership for the next 10 years. They have my full allegiance. And to my understanding, that's how this is. Penrod is the king of Lufidel or the central dominance. Sets the king of the of the eastern dominance um, or southern, whichever one. Uh I think it's Western. Eastern. Western? Western? Western. Because they, yeah, they, they like, remember they were like all these Western dominance people, you know. Anyway. And then we have we have Geral, Gen- General, which is now technically the king of the Northern Dominance after Set's death. 
So, um, they ask when Vin can lead again, and says is like, yeah, she needs to sleep. You'll need to chill. And the group's like, all right, we can chill. And yeah, Ellen and Spook arrive to Luthadel. I mean, they're a little bit farther off, and Ellen's like, what flag is flying? And Spook's like, oh my gosh, it's yours. And Ellen's like, we did it, boys. We back at it. And he, <laughs> him and Spook go back in. And we go back to Sazed's point of view again. And he's thinking to himself, and he's kind of talking about all the people who had died. And he sits down at his desk, which is like covered in like these scattered research notes. There's these nails they took from the Coloss and like a manuscript that's just like left on the desk here. And he's just like, this is the one me and Tendra wrote. And he opens it up and he's just going through it. And he thinks to himself, like, what? And this is a good question. Like when he said this, I actually stopped and thought about it for a little bit. What is harder, the pain of forgetting or the pain of remembering someone? That is kind of rough <laughs> um, to choose between the two. But he's looking at it and he starts going through, excuse the little be- the little buzzing you're about to hear because I got to read all these. He starts going through all the epigraphs and we get to see some interesting notes that Tyndall has taken. I'm going to go through a lot of them here. So she notes that there's a lot of inconsistencies. We we've known this from the very beginning, right? Alindi, why would why would Quan throw in with Rashik and not Alindi? So he goes starts going through the notes. The hero of ages will be tall of stature, a man who cannot be ignored by others. Okay. Well, that is not Finn, but okay. The power must not be taken by another. It must be held, not used. It must be released. All men are selfish. The hero must be a man who can see the needs of others. Those are the big three points that Tendril put out. And and, and Seiza goes, well, the, the hero of age is not being tall. I mean, that's not Vin. But the rubbing says it would be short. And this is from a different source. So that kind of makes sense that maybe the two sources just aren't lining up. Um, but yeah, he reads it. He goes, Alindy's height struck me the first time I saw him. Here is a man small of stature who towered over others who demanded respect. All right. Well, you know, he's think he's going through these three things. And he's going, well, Tendril points out that like, it doesn't make sense then. Why? Like if the man must be, if, you know, if all men are selfish and the hero must be a man who can see the needs of the others, is that not a Lindy based on what Quan's been saying? So it doesn't make sense as why Quan wouldn't choose a Lindy. Uh, the power must be taken by another. It must be held and not used. That doesn't make sense, because isn't the whole point of the Terrace Prophecies is the hero's going to use the power to defeat the Deepness? So that makes no sense here at all. Well, then Seiza keeps continuing on and goes, there was a, he reads more of what he's essentially wrote here. And it's like, there was, there was a place for me in the lore of the anticipation. I thought myself the holy first witness, the prophet foretold to discover the hero of ages. Renouncing a Lindy then would be to renounce, renounce my new position and my acceptance by others. And so, and so, so I did not. So, says at this point goes like, "Holy first witness." That's what they called me. Yeah, that's that what the skull called me. He's like, "Why did I not notice that when they called me that?" It's, I mean, it's all sorts of weird stuff here. Yeah. So Vin scares him because Vin's awake and she jumps out and she goes, "Hey." You shouldn't have let me sleep so long. And Vin's like, listen, I'm the hero of ages, says it. It's time for you to like man up here. I'm the hero of ages, and we know this. And says it's like, I can't be sure. If you would have asked me when I saw you out there slaughtering everybody, I would have said yes 100%. 
but at this point, I'm just kind of too tired to ask. And Vin explains to Seiza that she was able to draw upon the mist to defeat the Lord Ruler, which I thought he had told her before. She had told him. She hadn't up to this point. And so she's like, all the reports say that the Well of Ascension is in the Terrace Mountains, but I believe that the Lord Ruler used the power to change the world. The Lord Ruler created the Ash Mounds and changed it from the green place of the past that that Kelsier and all these other people have talked about before, that even some of the Keepers have remembered in their metal mines as a time of the past. And, and Vin's like, he has, I guarantee you, based on everything we hear, he has the power to do that, and where would he put it then? He would put it in his in a major city, would he not? He would put it close by, and he would build his city around it. Yep. And while they're discussing this, so he's like, no, maybe? And then they hear the king has returned, and we get Ellen's point of view. And Vin comes out and is like, yo, Ellen, I kind of goofed. And he's like, how'd, I, how'd you goof? Well, I slaughtered everyone and made you emperor. And he's like, I'll accept that goof. It's a good goof. <laughs> and... I'll accept that goof. It's a good goof. And, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, Ellen's, Ellen believes Tendril at this point. He goes, maybe my views were a little eh, childish. Uh, maybe not the best. That's not what people need right now. They definitely need a, a strong single leader. And that's what's that's what's going to go on. So we get back to Sazed's point of view. And he, he's looking down to notice the same sentence from from before having been torn off of the manuscript. Elendi must not reach the Well of Ascension. For he must not be allowed to take the power for himself. And he goes, wait a second. These are the exact same memories that I have in my metal minds and everything and how he wrote. It just does not make sense. That sentence, why is he so afraid of Elendi? Nothing connects and we get this point where Vin and Ellen are now heading over to Kredik Shah. And Vin's like, we're going to the Well of Ascension. Come on, nerds. And I think Ham and Spook go with them. And um, Ellen's like, hey, this seems weird, okay? The mist are acting weird around you. And Vin's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. He's like, no, Vin, no. They're like pulling away from you right now. Like, these are acting weird. And Vin's like, eh, I don't care. She just knows that the Well of Ascension is pulling her now. And she's like, it's full. I know the Well of Ascension is full because it's really, this is the most I felt like it's been pulling towards me. And she ends up finding a secret room of stairs that are leading down. And we go back to Sazed's point of view. And we get a full-on like read-through here of essentially a lot of these epigraphs. We have the discussion of how, you know, we have the epigraphs of, uh, I'll just read them. But I must continue with the sparses of detail. Space is limited. The other world bringers must have thought themselves humble when they came to me, admitting that I had been wrong about Alindi. Even then, I was beginning to doubt my original declaration, but I was prideful. In the end, my pride had doomed us all. I have never reached much attention from uh, I have never received much attention from my brethren. They thought that my work and my interests were unsuitable to a world bringer. They couldn't see how my studies, which focus on nature instead of religion, benefited the people of the fourteen lands. And it just continues on. He kind of goes through those those epigraphs that we had been hearing for the past couple of chapters. Um, and essentially, Sazed just says that something doesn't feel right. The holy first witness part does not feel right. And 
that's when he looks over and the mist spirit is inside the building with him and looking at him. And he's like, what is going on? And the mist spirit is kind of leaning itself towards the the paper. And Sazed goes for the paper and the mist spirit starts to point towards the center of the city. This That torn sheet, that last sentence that was torn off. And says it at this point, it's like, what do you want? Write it down. Tell me, what do you want? And the spirit's just pointing to the center of the city. And and says it's like, this doesn't seem evil. This doesn't seem like it feels bad. And even even says it points out, is this Alamancy? Am I being soothed right now? And he's just looking, just goes, tell me, tell me, tell me. And the creature just keeps pointing, goes, is this, is, can the power corrupt the best people? Is that why Alindi needed to be stopped? You know, the spirit has torn free the sentence. Is it trying to tell me something? And he just goes, well, I, I can't wait. And he gathers his stuff and he takes off running down towards uh, the, the center of the city where the spirit was pointing. And we get Vin's point of view again. And the area under Critic Shaw is full of canned food. Uh, there's like a large metal plaque with the map of the final empire uh, down there as well. And they're just going, we need to go deeper. This is definitely it. And people are like, I'm surprised we missed this. And it jumps back to Sazed's point of view again. As Sazed is rushing to follow the Miss Spirit that's leading him through the city, leading him towards Critic Shaw. And he's like, the spirit feels trustworthy. I don't think there's an issue here. And he starts hearing as around him the Ska start to die to the mist. He notices one is seizing the same way that he, that he saw it in the villages before. And as this is happening, the mist spirit stops and turns around and looks at him because says that it stopped. And he looks up and goes, are you doing this? And the mist spirit starts shaking its head violently and starts pointing back towards the center of the city. And says it's like, I know Ven won't take the power for himself. What's the issue? And he continues to run to Kritik Shah. And once he gets there, the mist spirit has to wait outside as Sazed runs in and eventually finds the door, the hidden entrance. And there's someone waiting for him there. It's Marsh. And Sazed's like, I'm here, like, I'm here to protect Vin Marsh. What are you doing? Where have you been? And Marsh tells him that he shouldn't have come. And then he attacks Sazed. And that's the end of 57. Oh boy, the Sander Lanch doesn't stop. So we'll get the 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 easy stuff out of the way. Um, you know, there, there's the little politics as we were talking about how Seth's now a major player, mm-hmm. um, and we find out like there is a lot of disarray going on. But Seth's like, look, I have my own little my own you know territory that's been taken over by his obligator. We need to go. We need to go free that up. But everyone's talking about there are practical issues here. But the funny thing is that they first, before they called Ellen Emperor, they said the Empress mm-hmm. needs to be here. So Ven didn't even say anything. Like she said, you just saw allegiance to him. But she, but they're also throwing her her name around right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to all this this mystery. We can pretty well say that, because uh, I I think the first thing that the the Miss Spirit points to is the paper, um, keeps pointing at the paper and then points to 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 the center of the city, um, that the spirit was involved in you know whatever it is that that this 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 these sentences disappearing, which I remember this being like this major event. Uh, because we were when they first had it, they even said like there was a, a whole chunk of paper missing in the center of the piece of paper, mm-hmm. taking out that one sentence. 
and now it makes sense like there's some this there's this kind of like supernatural thing going on you know pulling all the pulling this this all out um and we actually get the mystery at somewhat communicating it's only even attempted this with ellen's in the past um where you know says it's asking questions is actually getting some answers for and it's been leading him you know leading him towards vin towards the in, towards what we we expect is going to be the well yeah i'm so confused right because this thing has attacked Vin, has attacked Ellen, and now is trying to lead Sazed to the center, the center of basically the center of Luvidel Kritik Shah, and is like when Sazed's like, "Are you the one hurting people?" Is like desperately like shaking its head, and it's like, "What the heck is going on here?" Well, I mean, also kind of seemed like it led Sazed to a trap because Marsh now is just back all of a sudden. But and, why? But why Sazed? And he said, "We mean." But why lead Sazed into a trap? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that it is even Marsh says, I don't know why. I, I don't know. But you I don't know why you need to die. But you have to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there's like all this canned food underneath uh, underneath uh, the critic Shaw. Um, there's this map that's carved into steel uh, of the whole final empire. Mm hmm. Um, is this is a whole bunch all at once and so the the thing that i always notice whenever i start reading books like this and i start getting here is we don't have a lot of time like we're running we're coming towards the end of the book you know this is when you start feeling the pages like what's gonna happen here and this is when again the sandalanche is always like you know we we're, we've gotten so many things happen over even just this week's worth of chapters that we've been talking about mm-hmm. and we're not even 10 chapters in yeah um and it's just breakneck speed. It's like yeah, now we're getting things thrown out. Like, oh yeah, Terrace has fallen. Oh yeah, um, the Miss Spirit can communicate now. Uh, oh yeah, Marsh is here and he's gonna kill Sazed. Um, it's like all of this is coming at, coming out at once. T- Tindril's points, like Tindril kept pointing out to Sazed that this prophecy seems so funky, and it took her dying for Sazed to finally read her notes and go, "Whoa, there's actually something here. This does feel funky." Which and uh and he's like even now like I got called you know something that's in the prophecies like it called the holy first witness, um and I just none of this like really makes a bunch of sense and remember last time, the epigraphs in Final Empire were like key to figuring out you know what was going to happen in the end, and now we have Seiza just honing in more and more onto this, and things are just getting in his way to be able to stop him. And so, I don't know. I kind of just want to jump into the next thing. Is there yeah. more that you want to go into? No, I think like this point was very much a build up for the next three chapters. So please join us tomorrow for the final ch- episode of the Well of Ascension as we finish up chapters fifty-eight, fifty-nine, and the epilogue. And the epilogue. Hey everyone, Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.